This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I'm just going to try and move my microphone without turning everything off. There we go. Um, hello, I hope you're doing good. I hope you're well enjoying your week. It is now Friday. Thank goodness football is back tonight, actually. There's games tonight, there's games throughout the weekend. However, I need to talk to you about my day yesterday. And if you're one of those people that tunes into the show and feels the need to put a comment on my video saying, Tom, your introductions are too long, go away because I'm going to do it anyway. So (laughs) day off yesterday, you know, days off are, they're not few and far between anymore. I used to work six out of seven days. Now I work five out of seven days and it's quite nice. However, I spent my day yesterday. Good idea. We'll go take the dog for a walk. Took the dog for a walk, went to the park, uh, started walking around. You know, I took a football with me, obviously. And uh, as the dog's running away, I'm running after the dog. I realise about 20, 30 minutes later that my keys have fallen out of my pocket and I have absolutely no idea where they are. So I spend literally about two hours walking around this field trying to find my keys unsuccessfully. So I give up. I go back to the house where we parked at my soon-to-be in-law's house and message a person I know that works in locks. Um, That person has a friend who works in car locks. They come to the house, they sort the car out, um, and it cost me about £180. Now, as I am completing the transaction to pay this £180 recovery of of a key or a new key being made for the car, my other half gets a message, someone's found my keys. So uh, lesson of the day is, you know, maybe just hold off before you panic and get something fixed because you never know, a bit of luck might come your way and uh, your keys may be found. But uh, yeah, I'm £180 out. I'm two and a bit hours out of my day off. But I've got a spare key for a car that I'm going to be giving up in less than a year. But that's not the point. Point is, enjoy your week and uh, learn to laugh at things that mug you off. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Kaiser, good morning to you, Omar, Grant, Patrick. Stevie, Mike on. We've got Guna UK. We've got Nathy. We've got Chris. Uh, we've got Johan Reach. Uh, we've got uh, Matt. We've got Philip. We've got Trevor. We've got Lars. We've got Rath. We've got Kevin. GGTV for you. Jacob. 
Good morning to everybody. Let's crack on with the news before uh, someone moans at me for for carrying on and waffling too long this morning. We start off, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Link is in the description if you haven't done so already. We're nearly at 4,000 subs. If you haven't subbed, go sub. First story of the day, however, is that Andrea Bellotti was previously linked with a move to Arsenal. His deal at Torino ends at the end of the current campaign. Those that were hoping that Arsenal may end up going in for the Italian international will be disappointed. However, reports are suggesting that Bellotti is going to end up at AC Milan, likely to be a longer-term replacement for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which also in itself probably has an impact on whether or not AC Milan would have ever gone in for Alexandre Lacazette in January as well. So, those who are sitting and praying to see Bellotti at Arsenal, apologies, you're not going to see Bellotti at Arsenal next season. Our next story, however, revolves around Pierre and Cabamiang. And again, the links with him to Barcelona have resurfaced. Uh, a Sergio Aguero situation at Barcelona means that Cabamiang has again resurfaced as a possible emergency target for them as soon as possible. Possibly even January, they could look to move for him. This puts Arsenal in an interesting situation. If Barcelona were to come along and say, here's £30 million for your 32-year-old Aubameyang with a year and a half left on his deal, would you take it? I'd be interested to know what you think because it's certainly uh, it's certainly one that I would consider. It's very easy to go, no, we absolutely need Aubameyang. We need his goals. But £30 million for Aubameyang that we could then reinvest, maybe in bringing in someone else in January, it's a tricky one. Probably lean towards being more sensible, though, and not taking that deal. But it's an interesting one, uh, and I'd love to know your thoughts, and I'll come back to those in just a second when we get through the news. Now, Alexander Izak has been speaking, possibly, about being a replacement, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He says, I am in a good place at the moment. I'm very happy, but one day it would be nice to play in England as well. They have six or seven of the biggest clubs in the world. That must be, what, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, United, um, who am I? Who are Liverpool? Uh, six. I suppose you've got Nottingham Forest. Anyone else? Uh, Aston Villa, maybe. They've won a European Cup. It must be those. That, I can't think of anyone else. Is Antonio Concept? No. Um, they have six or seven of the biggest clubs in the world. It is a very high level. And of course, one day it would be an alternative. Every player wants to be the best version of themselves and reach the highest possible level. Alexander Izak, of course, 22-year-old striker, has struggled to score this season in La Liga, but is starting to find a little bit of form. Had about five games at the beginning of the season where he didn't score. Was scoring, however, for Sweden. And Real Sociedad are having a fantastic campaign in Spain this season. They're really up there amongst the big guns and fighting for a title challenge right now, if it is going to be able to be sustainable. they got a really, really interesting side with some really, really good players. Mikko Moreno, David Silva, of course, is now there too. It's a very intriguing team and one that I hope that goes, to be honest, I'd love to see them go all the way and, and compete until the end of the season. And you never know, pick up a title. They've already picked up a, uh, a Copa del Rey. Why not a La Liga title? Now, Tommy Asu has been amazingly speaking about Tottenham Hotspur. This is one of my favourite quotes I have ever read from an Arsenal transfer target turned player. This is so glorious. And it's just everything about it just fills me with joy. On a Friday, it made me smile when I was reading it this morning. He says, I thought I wasn't able to join Arsenal. I thought I was going to Spurs. On deadline day, I rejected them. Arsenal asked me to join them and I did immediately. Um, <laughs> what a quote. Uh, amazing stuff uh, from Tommy Yasu. 
He knows the deal. He's already got his first North London derby win. He knows the feeling of playing for Arsenal. It's nothing like playing for Spurs. I mean, they're not even in the six or seven best clubs um, in in the world, in England rather right now, are they? So it's uh, <laughs> it's an amazing quote. And uh, you got to love that guy. You, as, as Nikolai says, you got you got to love that guy. You can't not love that guy. It's great. It's fantastic. We love to see it. We move on, though, to our final story of the day and probably the main talking point of the day. Uh, England's international team was announced by um, was announced by Gareth Southgate. He decided to include Aaron Ramsdale and Bakai Saka, as we know, uh, and quite rightly too. However, there was no place for Ben White or Emil Smith Rowe in this lineup. Now, to kick things off, I do not agree with anyone that isn't bothered by this. The amount of tweets I saw yesterday going, I don't care, they're not going to be playing, it means we avoid them getting injured. I get that. Hey, look, if it was between Arsenal winning the Champions League and England winning the World Cup, I'm a club man, I'd rather see my boys win the Champions League. No matter what you say about it, I'm just an Arsenal man through and through more than I am an England fan, despite being English through and through, whatever. Although you probably do one of those DNA tests, I'll end up being mostly Scandinavian, most likely. Um, But the point is that I I still care very much about my national sides. I I love watching England in World Cups. I love the togetherness of the country, other than the idiots that we unfortunately have in this country that ruin it sometimes, as they did at the Euro final. But at the same time, I want to see Arsenal players in the England team. It makes me watching England a lot more enjoyable. It gives me something more to enjoy about watching England when it's not at a World Cup or a Euros or whatever. I want to see my boys playing international football. It's brilliant experience. It makes them better players. It improves them on another level that they can't necessarily improve just in their club environment. It's very beneficial for players to be playing international football where possible. It gives them a chance to play with other players, other coaches. They learn things. They get better. It's just important. So you can't just disregard the idea of a player playing in the national team because it's, oh, but now they won't get injured. No, I'm sorry. I prefer them to be playing. I want them to be at the top of their game. I want them to be playing. It's as simple as that. And the fact that Gareth Southgate thinks that Tyrone Mings, who's a player that's been dropped by Aston Villa because he can't keep any goals out for them lot, sitting three points above the relegation zone, is better than choosing Ben White is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Emil Smith-Rowe as well. More goals and assists than Foden. More goals and assists than Jack Grealish. I'm not saying he should be in there instead of them, but he should be in there. He should be in there instead of James Ward-Prowse. I know they're not the same player, but you've got Jude Bellingham, you've got Jordan Henderson, you've got these players. Throw Smith-Rowe in. Give him that experience. He has earned the right to play. Southgate started talking about depth in his press conference, talking about how it's great to see him play with the under-21s. And hey, I've been one of the, the biggest advocates of saying, give the youth time, give them more opportunities in the youth team before you throw them into the national side. I'm all for that. But Smith-Rowe's 21 now. He's not being fast-tracked. This is the right time to throw him in. And it's annoying because I've defended Gareth Southgate a lot. Those that want Gareth Southgate sacked, I don't necessarily agree with that. He's got England to a semi-final of a World Cup and a final of a European Championship, a final of a major competition for the first time since 1966. To take that for granted, I think, is ridiculous considering in most people's lifetimes, they've not actually seen England in 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 a major final ever. I mean, you'd have to be, what, 
quick quick maths trying to work out how old you'd have to be but you'd have to be along the lines of 56 or over whatever to to have seen england in a major final don't take it for granted he's done a really good job with the players that we've had but at the end of the day i'm sorry you should be giving smith a chance and you absolutely should be giving Ben White an opportunity into the team. Uh, it's, it's He's got favourites, clearly. And that's annoying. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> that concludes the news and a lot of my ranting this morning. If you've got a question you'd like to throw into the chat box, then please do that. Questions, queries, thoughts, theories, anything you like. Put it into the chat. We'll go through as many of them as we feasibly can. I am interested as your thoughts about Abamyang, actually, if your comments are still in the chat, I want to find how you were saying. Uh, EKK says, sell Abamyang if we get a definite replacement. Rathavari says, yes, £30 million, take it. Harun says, £40 million. Fala says, yes, in a heartbeat, £30 million. Um, Black and Blanco says, what are they going to pay with Barcelona? I don't know what they're going to pay with. Uh, AG, AGK says, Tom, what do you think about Conte's Instagram story when he signed playing the Arsenal chance of the Tottenham one? It's been rectified now, but shows that everyone knows who runs this town. I think it's bloody hilarious and not surprising in any shape or form. Uh, I would take 30 million now for Abamyang says, go, go. Uh, Newcastle might sign Abamyang for 30 million, says Richie. GG says, uh, 40 million for Abamyang. We can talk. Jacob says, would take 30 for Abamyang. Love the guy, but he's past his best. So the feeling is 30 million pounds from Barca in January. Most of you would consider that. Really, really interesting. Uh, Yasir says, Tom, do you think Atletico would sell João Felix and how much would he cost? I don't think they would because they've invested at a ridiculous amount of money. I think it was over a hundred and was it over a hundred and ten million pounds they they paid Benfica for him, one hundred and ten million euros, something like that. Um, I think that if they were going to sell him, they'd want a ridiculous fee for him. I like him. I still don't think he's necessarily reached that kind of level, and I think they did panic by him after losing Antoine Griezmann or Griezmann. But at the same time. I wouldn't go for him because I just think he would cost far, far too much. Um, and I don't think you're necessarily going to get, you know, the the player that you think you're going to be getting. And there's a lot of risk associated with bringing him into a new league as well. Uh, Art says, thoughts on Saliba's mistakes against Lazio. I saw so much Arsenal fans bashing Ben White yesterday, surprisingly. I actually haven't. I didn't watch the game. I did see a couple of tweets uh, about him not having the best of games. Um... Nope, can't see it. Saliba wasn't actually called up to the uh, French international side. Genduzi was. There was some rumours that um, Saliba could get called up because of um, Rafael Varane not being necessarily fit. But Kurt Zuma, Jules Kunda, Opamecano, Pavar, uh, Hernandez are all in there instead. I think that's a bit harsh. I would say Saliba's been better than Kurt Zuma. Uh, I think he's been better. Um, than Jules Kunda as well. But, you know, I think it's, it's probably a little bit harsh that he's not in that team, but you can see as to why. Um, oh, there's a video that's not going to play. Um, something about Immobile scoring a goal, Saliba Immobile. Oh, I'm watching it now. Oh, it's a bad touch. Okay, so the ball comes to me. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, he's played exceptionally well. It's one mistake. That's a really, really kind of immature error uh, and something that he will improve. I'm not going to lose my mind. He's been very, very good. And those mistakes are not regular at all. It's a really 
annoying pass to get played back to as well. But I wouldn't be <laughs> having a go at him for that. Um, let's go to Harun, who says, Ozimen was bought for 70 million. Do you think Arsenal would go for him? Again, I think that Napoli would want at least that back, if not more. He's only got better since moving to Naples, so he would arguably want even more money than what they paid for him. Uh, Fun Trick says, who do you think we're going to sign in January? Let me think. I think we will get someone in on loan for six months. I don't think there will be anything other than that. I think you're more likely going to see the likes of Nketiah sold. I think you're probably going to see... Kalasanach go. I think the Balogun hopefully will get a loan. We will keep Lacazette and Aubameyang. You'll probably see Martinelli more used maybe as a bit of a depth striker if both of Inketia and Balogun aren't here. Who else could go? Maitland-Niles, Elneny, in which case maybe we need to bring in a central midfielder. So there is players that could yet leave, but I only think we're going to bring in someone on loan in January. I'd be very surprised if we signed someone permanently, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Jay says, I'm seriously warming to Tammy Abraham right now. Fair play. Um, he is doing a fairly decent job at Roma, and uh, I was never hugely against the idea of Tammy Abraham when we were linked to him at Chelsea. We did an entire show kind of talking about how I don't think people should just rule out a move for Tammy Abraham. He's, you know, he scored a fair amount of goals in the Premier League and he's continuing his development now as well. Fallow says, Tom, do you think Spurs will finish above the Arsenal? No, I don't think they will. I think this will finally uh, be a season in which Arsenal do get above them for the first time in quite a while. Uh, Mykon says, about the Watford game, who would you take from their team into ours and why? Who would I take from Watford? Um... Let me have a look. <laughs> Watford fixtures. Let's see who they played in their last game. Who would I take? I wouldn't take... I wouldn't take King. Wouldn't take... Uh, Ismaili Saar, I suppose, is the only one I would take. Ben Foster as backup. Get that YouTube work going. Uh, <laughs> Saar is the only one that I would take uh, from that Watford team as kind of a backup uh, position. It's the only really... It's the only really one that we have that we could look at, to be honest, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know who else you would look I wouldn't take Will Hughes, Haroon. I don't think he's good enough. Um, Saar is, is literally the only one I would look to. I would move out Pepe. I think give Saar a chance. Why the hell not? I think Saar is going to give you a lot of uh, a lot of depth in this side and there wouldn't be the same amount of pressure on him as there is on, on necessarily Pepe. Who knows? Uh, Ozan Tufan says, Mew News. Um Maybe. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing about it. He's no, he didn't even start the game against Southampton. Um, looking at their bench, is there anyone? No. It is literally just Ismaili Saar. That's the only one that I would look to take. So there you go. But he says, I prefer to take Foster too. He's homegrown and he's experienced. I mean, experienced to the max. He's nearly 40, is he not? So maybe backup keeper. Get the uh, cycling GK around Arsenal. That'd be quite cool. Ben Gutierrez says, which world-class striker we could afford to get a Bamiyang's replacement without Champions League games? Uh, Vlahovic, maybe. Um, world-class striker. There's not many world-class strikers out there, is there? I mean, if we're, if we're being absolutely honest, Bamiyang's kind of fallen out of that tier of world-class. He was world-class. I think he's probably fallen out of that tier of world-class strikers now. You're now looking at players who've got the potential of being world-class in a couple of years. And Ezri, I genuinely have a lot of faith in him absolutely exploding. Calvert-Lewin, again, 
is someone else I look at has got the potential to be a real top-class Premier League player. Uh, Vlahovic seems to be one of those that does as well. It's But there's, it's tricky to find a world-class striker because there aren't that many of them. Lukaku, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Benzema. It's tricky, isn't it, to, to, to look around and find a world-class striker these days in this market. There really are few and far between, that is for sure. Izak, I'm just not sure. I don't think Izak is is the one for us. I really do have kind of reservations about him. Vidi says, do you not think losing a Bamiang in January, even if it's 30 million, would upset the team on its way to achieving Europe? Possibly so. It would be a big, big risk. I don't discount that at all. Ife uh, says, Tom, any possibility that Arsenal will sell Pepe? If yes, who is your ideal replacement? I think that if they got an offer that they thought was acceptable, they would have absolutely no problems entertaining it because he doesn't start for Arsenal at the moment. And because he doesn't start, why, why? there's no point in keeping someone who doesn't start if you're getting a, get a good offer for him. So I think that, yeah, absolutely, they would. Who would I get as a replacement for Pepe? Look, it's difficult because Saka's playing on the right-hand side. Should you always look to upgrade? Yes. But it's really difficult to pick someone. I feel like I'd pick someone quite versatile that could play in multiple positions to provide some depth uh, that would really not see the the the, the such a specialised player in that view, like an inverted winger. I'm not sure I would pick someone like that. I, set, like, I look at Asensio and I say, he's a project, but... He, he could be quite good for depth. And the only way I'm kind of like justifying that move is because if you sell Pepe, you're not really bringing in a starter. You're bringing in someone that's going to support, uh, you're going to bring in someone that's going to support Saka and that can play in multiple positions, can play with Saka if you need to, which is difficult for Pepe because Pepe has to play on the right. I know a lot of people like to say, play him on the left, he did quite well there but you can't move a Millsmith right out of the left-hand side position. That's, that's the difficulty. Would I take Jonathan David? I tell you what, I'm more I'm more interested about him than I am Isaac. Uh, David David intrigues me more than Isaac. I don't know, I can't even put my finger on the reason as to why. I just there's just something about Jonathan David that intrigues me more than Alexander Isaac does. But I would I would take Vlahovic of the three of them without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Billy says in the summer we should go for Vlahovic, Zakaria, and maybe a winger like Noah Lang. So there you go, Jacob. How much would I accept slash expect for Pepe? I'd accept twenty five million pounds. I'd expect no bids. Is my honest assessment. I wouldn't expect us to get a bid for him um, that they would accept anyway. They might get some loan offers, but I don't think they would get any offers for him to be honest this summer. Um, Muse says Tom, do you think Pepe is not uh, a PI type of player. Uh, what do you mean by a PI? Um, you have to. I'm probably being a right numpty and not realizing what you mean. Uh, but in, it's the thing about Pepe for me, and people believe me to be a, a driven agenda against him. It's not that. I'm just objective, and I just think that he is not. He's not going to be starting for us week in week out. If we can get some money in for him, bring in someone that can add something more to the team. Take it. Um, Premier League clubs, I'm not sure. Maybe Newcastle. That's the only really one you can look at. So, oh, sorry, Premier League. You meant? Uh, do you think he's not a Premier League type? I don't. I don't think it's necessarily that. Like you look at inverted wingers, there's plenty of them. Saka is a left-footed, right-sided player, but he's someone he can use his right foot. I, I think he can work in the Premier League. I just, I'm not sure. 
it's just going to be a possession-based side like Arsenal. I think it was such a different style team he was playing at with Lille. It's just not worked. I don't think it's to do with the league. I just think it's to do with the team. I think it's more to do with it being Arsenal than it is it to be doing with, with the Premier League, to be honest. Uh, Anson says, Tom, you had a problem with Tammy too. Said he didn't move uh, enough. I mean, I was very more open to the idea, Answer. If you go back and watch the tactical breakdown we did, you go back and watch the shows that we did, it'll be intriguing um, to see how Tammy improves. But I think there was anyone would have, they'd have doubts. But I was much more open to it than I know a lot of people were, that's for sure. Um, Jay says, Pepe needs to watch videos of Mares. I mean, there you go. That's an inverted, very left-footed winger that's playing in the Premier League very successfully. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Arteta's press conference has started. Well, you'll be able to watch that over on the Arsenal way once it's finished. So uh, if you want to watch Arteta's press conference, subscribe to the Arsenal way. Link is in the description. If you haven't subscribed already, we're nearly at 4,000 subscribers. You're, I know some of you are watching this and you're not subscribed. Go subscribe. Like that's, that's all you need to do. You click the link in the description and you click the subscription button. That's all you need to do. And you'll take yourself to the Arsenal way and you'll be able to watch. You can also watch Gareth Southgate's press conference and what he said um, about Emil Smith-Rowe and Ben White, if you'd like to as well. Anyway, we are going to wrap things up there. I'll be back this, uh, yeah, at five o'clock, not here. I will be live on Harry Simeon's channel. Apologies that we didn't do it yesterday. Harry missed his train, um, so he wasn't available yesterday. But we are doing it at 5 p.m. is the plan today on the Chronicles of Aguna. Canton and Simeon's show back again, second episode over on the Chronicles. Next week, it'll be back on here. So make sure that you tune in then. Turn those notifications on on Harry's channel and you'll be able to watch it. Um, so yeah, also, Next Generation Arsenal's in the chat box. Go watch mine and Kev's chat about the Arsenal youth team. We put that up on the channel yesterday. We went into all of the, the month, which has now seen Arsenal's under-23s hit the top of the PL2 table. We talked about Salah's breakout month. We talked about how Kido Taylor-Hart can get back into the team. We talked a lot about uh, kind of the Kevin Betsy system, the 3-5-2, and why maybe it's not working in line with Arteta's system and, and why not necessarily being the worst thing in the world. There's some really good stuff on the show. The first two minutes or minute is cut off because StreamYard's an idiot. StreamYard messes about. If you want to listen to the whole thing without having to actually see our ugly faces, love you really, Kev. You can do it on SoundCloud uh, and you can do it on Spotify and iTunes as well. And you can listen to the whole thing over there. Links to those is in the description as well. Love you too, Kev. Um, we will see you tomorrow morning, but you can find me on the Arsenal way, of course, as always. And you can find me at 5 p.m. on the Chronicles of Aguna with Harry for the Canton and Simeu show. See you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.